Mike Zapsik from AMC's Comic Book Man, and you're listening to Always Bet on Geek. Wait a minute, didn't Wesley Snipes say that? Didn't Wesley Snipes go to prison? Didn't Wesley Snipes go to prison for tax evasion? Don't bet on black, folks. Bet on geek. Ready to form Voltron! Hello, everybody, and welcome to Always Bet on Geek with Marshall and Pat. store the other day and I bought a pair of socks and um, they were gray like my personality and, and I, all right I, I cool yeah that's enough yeah, yeah. <laughs> <laughs> it's enough of that bullshit I do that I, I get y'all to talk first so that whenever I'm editing I can match up the uh, audio and it's easier to do that yeah no what I got to learn to do is not talk over you guys and just kind of remember to keep my mouth shut until there's a pause so that you know you don't to, don't worry about it because I talk over Pat all the time it's our new oh, well, it's, our, it's our new well, all the fucking time it's our new it's well, our new motto man our motto is it'll all work out in the edit well, yeah, it shouldn't matter now that I think about it, because since I'm recording my own individual audio, when I send it to you, you'll have your own separate file, and you can just space it in whenever. Yeah, exactly. Yep. You guys almost know what you're doing. I'm impressed. I'm, a, I'm working it, on it. It only, it only took two years. <laughs> well, yeah, you say that, and then, what, last episode, I didn't realize until 45 oh, minutes in that I recorded that's right. so, 52 seconds. Okay, so... Let's check right now. Are you recording? No, I'm looking at Are you at recording it. right now? I'm in a different position. I can't not even come close to bumping that mouse this time. All right. Because, yeah. So, <laughs> Straight um, jacketed yourself. <laughs> yeah, I fucked myself up. We were talking Infinity Infinity War, Infinity Gauntlet. We were getting into it. 45 minutes later, I looked up, and I'm like, 52 seconds? That's not right. 52 seconds? <laughs> right. Then, okay, so, but what's funny is we were actually using Facebook and video so I could see his face going through contortions and I'm like, uh-oh. Uh-oh. I th- 
did he spill something? Is is there something wrong with Natalie? And then he turned towards the camera with this. I, I swear he took he he turned the shade wider. He's like, dude, uh-huh. dude, um, we. I had the been recorded since fifty-two seconds, <laughs> and I guess he can see he can see my face because I was like, what? <laughs> We've been recorded for forty-five, and we and like we were. We were going to try to tough it out and just regroup and keep on recording wow. that night. And we tried. It was for like too half too a hard minute. of a blow. It was like, no, it was like no, it's 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 too bitter. It's yeah. too bitter. <laughs> you know what? We tried for more than just a half. A, we've tried for what almost two weeks now, or almost a whole week yeah. and a half now. It's just been like I don't feel it, man. And, right, right. And, 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 and Ryan, really, the key was you, because since you are coming in fresh. Now I'm excited to hear your thoughts also as a as somebody who doesn't really read the comic books and you just really saw the movie for the movie. So now I'm hyped again and hope hopefully Marshall is too because, yeah. Well, I, I'm excited to be able to bring my Mystic Mojo and help revitalize the magic. <laughs> Speaking of Mystic Mojo, you should probably log on to Twitter every once in a while. What is Twitter? <laughs> oh, oh, it's it's that online space that has so much dust that's been collected that you're probably going to have to dig it out with a shovel <laughs> it's uh like periscope it's the live it's what i'm doing right now i'm live streaming on periscope which is a twitter app although the only person who's watching us is a uh, groupie hey Athena. even though she can't hear me you guys are on speaker right now oh, okay i'm doing okay. that for the periscope so that oh right 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 well mm-hmm. um so she i've been hi. I've been checking out this new podcast. That, oh, wait. Um, I, let, because I'm not adding any of this into the podcast. Let me start the podcast. Wait, no, you should. That was all golden. And in fact, it, it kind of tied in to the joke I was about to make because I've been checking out this new podcast called Culture Kings that was a suggestion from my friend Maggie. And every podcast on Culture Kings they see how long they can go in their intro before they have to stop and introduce themselves and their guest. And so far, that's not a good thing. Longest, and so far, <laughs> it's been like a ten minute. Anyway, so I mean, I'm gonna have to get on the Alamo when we do. Welcome to the Alamo for sure. It's been a, an hour and some change. One time we were like, oh, I guess it's time to end the podcast. Hey, let's introduce the podcast. All right. <laughs> All well, right, so you guys are either idiots or geniuses. I'm not sure which one. Oh, me neither. I don't know. Okay. <laughs> All right, so um, well, um, What's hey a, guys. Okay, you do it, I guess. Okay, cool. Um, no, man. I mean, we're a team. I mean, if you want to go ahead and do it, you can go ahead and do it. You know, I'm not trying to. Man, it's all good. Flow, man. It's like, no, I mean, I, for the first I, year, I, for the first year and a half, I did it, so it's all good. You can make up some time. Hey guys, what's up? This is your friendly neighborhood co-host Pat, one half of the dynamic duo of Always Been On Geek. Um, I'm down here in the capital city of the Magnolia State and up north. What's up, y'all? This is Marshall. Uh, they call me Squishy Nas Inc. on all the various social media networks. You know, the running joke is, if you really want to know, you can just Google me. Squishy Nas Inc., there's one and only, because who the hell else would make up a fucking name like that? A.K.A. Mr. Influence. I've been working towards it. I don't know. I haven't actually looked at that in a while. Uh, anyway, uh, we have a guest today. We're going to talk and spoil. And anybody who doesn't hasn't seen Infinity War, stop 
listening now to Mystic Mojo. I forgot what's your name on Twitter. It's Mystic Mojo something or the Mystic Mojo or do you remember? <laughs> it is the Mystic Mojo, uh, aka Ryan. Hey everyone, good to be back in the show. I appreciate the honor. Uh, think we're gonna have a fun one today. Yeah, um, it's actually been a while since since you were um a guest star, right? Like yep. um. I guess it was like what year two, year one, like what season? It was year one. I think of year one because I lived in my previous house and I have since moved into my current apartment since then. Wow. Okay. Well, welcome back, man. (laughs) Sorry. Thank you very much. Glad to be here. Okay, so as Marsh said before, we this is the Avengers Infinity War. Spoil cast. This is where we're going to spoil every nook and cranny and crevice of Avengers Infinity War. And the reason why I was really trying to push to have Ryan on is for two reasons. Well, you saw the first reason in the long intro. But reason two is really, me and Marshall have read every Infinity Gauntlet, Infinity Crusade, Infinity War, Infinity Quest. Cause, and all the crossovers. Uh, yeah, and all the cr- So we know a shitload about Cosmic Marvel and the biggest, baddest villain of Marvel Comics, Thanos. Ryan really only knows Marvel from the game I run every Sunday and for what he's been seeing in the movies. Is that right, Ryan? Pretty much. I know some comic stuff relating around X-Men and some apocalypse uh, alternate reality and stuff like that. But honestly, I'm a noob. And I'm constantly blown away by revelations that you provide in the game that I'm never going to be aware of. Uh, so any, pretty much anything that was common knowledge in the 90s, I probably know, that didn't require actually reading books like a true fanboy. Okay, okay. So that's that's awesome. So as somebody who just saw the movie last night, well, first of all, before you walked in, did you successfully avoid spoilers or had you seen spoilers before you walked into the movie? Like, how fresh were you? I wasn't 100% fresh because it was almost impossible to navigate the gauntlet of social media without picking up something. But I would say I was like 97% fresh. So I think I got through it with just the barest scratch. The only thing I knew going into it was that it might be a bit of a downer. (laughs) (laughs) And think think about it this way. The movie was not even nearly as hardcore as the comic books were. So, Right. They actually had to lie... (laughs) happy it up a bit no he well no well yeah. well um well also to i mean that's true marsh and to ryan's point i guess what's funny is going in there me and marshall even though we went separately and in different cities we knew going in as as comic geeks oh it's, it's about to get real <laughs> it's about to right. get really real and so even though it still hit me hard i knew that they were going to lose, right? But I forgot other people didn't know that because I took my mom to see it, and then when the movie and then when the movie ended, and I looked over to see how she enjoyed it, 
the look on her face was like somebody had killed her best friend. And I'm like, Ma? <laughs> and she was like, why didn't you tell me they were going to lose? Why <sighs> didn't you warn me? <laughs> and that's when it occurred to me, since 2008, for 10 years, Marvel superheroes have always pulled it out in the last act. Like no matter no mm-hmm. matter how dire it was, they pulled it off because they were superheroes. <laughs> and so this is the first time people who have only been exposed to it by the MCU have actually seen them lose. <laughs> and that's why I was so anxious to see what you thought about it, Rod, because you were also not that hardcore into it in the comics. Well, that's a deep question. And so I assume we're basically going to have to spend the next hour or so going over to deeper and deeper details. But just to kind of give the overview answer to that question, I'd have to say it was satisfying in the fact that it led or it not led it. um, It lent credibility to the fact that Thanos is a real threat because <laughs> if we go back and look at the uh, the Avengers movies with Ultron yep. Ultron was scary he was presented as a badass he was really powerful he humbled the Avengers several times and it was an epic battle at the end and if you haven't seen that movie we're about to have a spoiler now so skip ahead about a minute and a half I would expect but ultimately, the Avengers still pulled it out in the end, which kind of gave you the sense of, yay, the Avengers are heroes, the bad guys lose, yada, yada, yada. And so in this one, you got the impression that Thanos was a danger, but there was always this rising presence that, well, the Avengers are going to come together. They're they're having a plan. They're going to pull it out. They're going to find some way to do it. And yet, in the very end, it ends up being for naught. And so being able to see them be defeated gives us a sense of um, a legitimacy that these heroes, no matter how much we cheer for them, are still technically only human. And I know that can be debated on Thor and maybe some of the other ones, depending on how you, you look at it. No, I mean, I get, yeah, I get what you're saying, yeah. But they're like, only, they're still limited by some realms of mortality. Yeah. So is that, is that the ruffle coming from you, Rye, or from Marsh? I can't tell. Oh, it's from me. As we're, as I'm periscoping and listening, I'm actually showing and flipping through issues of Infinity Gauntlet. Oh, okay. That makes more sense. All right. Uh, well, yeah, Rye, like... <laughs> I guess so. Because, like, even though I knew they lost, seeing it happen in live action where you see people you've been involved with for 10 years fade away, like erased from reality, and you have, you have Spider-Man with the most heartbreaking, I don't want to go. I don't want to go. And then <laughs> out like... Holy shit, Marvel's going for it, man. I mean, but um, there was this this thread on Twitter about how people were posting about what happened when they would take their young brothers or young sisters or young nephews or young or like a young niece or a young cousin to the movie, thinking it's gonna be a Marvel superhero movie, and these 
and these kids are like six to ten years old or whatever. And I'm like, the gist of the thread is all these kids were like, "Tell me, it isn't real. What, what just happened? They, they lost. Thanos won. Spider Man's dead." <laughs> I mean, like, and I'm reading all these threads on Twitter. I'm like, "Oh my god." This is like their Empire Strikes Back. This is their movie where they learn for the first time that good guys don't always win. <laughs> well, that reminds me because in the first Lord of the Rings, we had a very similar situation happen um, because you had the first movie that came out, The Fellowship of the Ring. And by the end of it, once again, if you haven't seen this movie, skip ahead a minute and a half. <laughs> well, if you if you haven't seen the movie or read the groundbreaking novel series the movie was based on, you know, go ahead and maybe skip ahead. <laughs> but it ends very tragically. Bormer goes down. Frodo slips off into the the lake with only Sam, and the rest of the fellowship is pretty much shattered. And you had a lot of people that literally had no idea that this was one part of a series and a trilogy. And so there, I remember reading a lot of things of, wait, what, what happened? Why was that? I don't, I don't get it. What happened to the ring? Where are they going? And you'd have other people saying, oh, slowly roll. <laughs> There's more movie. There's more story to tell. This is an ongoing epic saga. And a lot of people were just mind blown about that. So I can see a lot of people who weren't used to the actual comic of the Infinity War, not knowing the ongoing story, or just being so young enough that they're just used to always seeing the good guys prevail. So in that sense, I was glad that uh, Disney went and took a risky uh, right, cause, chance. Yeah, because right, it is risky for them because this is like their number one property. Like this this movie made so much money, it, it dethroned The Force Awakens, and that had the return of Han Solo and Princess Leia, General Leia. And right. like and the and the so, end of Han Solo too, don't forget that. Yeah. Right. And so yeah, yeah, Ryan spoilers, but it comes <laughs> I don't know why you even here. But but right. So I think it's safe to say that Marvel Studios is the most popular or one of the most popular franchises in the back pocket of Disney. And that takes not a thing away from Star Wars, but between the Black Panther and Avengers Infinity War, Disney has made so many billions of dollars. <laughs> I can't even comprehend how much money they are ranking in right now in one year. In one year, they've made over $2 billion with their properties. That is insane. I don't know. Sorry, someone just asked me what my favorite comic was. What are y'all's favorite comics? Oh, huh, that's random, but cool. That's it's, it's, it's not. Actually... Well, I'm I'm doing Periscope, so they see that whole backwash. The whole wall is just comics on the wall. So, and we're talking well, talking uh, Infinity Gauntlet. I don't know, cause like that's that's tough because like which company like DC, Marvel, Image, Dark Horse, like, and are they mean like favorite issue or favorite? He didn't specify. They just said ah. favorite comic. Well, we're talking one of my favorite comics, Infinity Gauntlet. So, 
I can just make that my answer, even though that's not the only favorite that I have. I guess mine would be the Fantastic Four with Marvel and the Legion of Superheroes with DC. For me, obviously, it's based on universes, but anything related to Marvel, uh, I'd have to say the Apocalypse universe. Uh, the Age of Apocalypse? Yeah. Yeah. I wasn't terribly familiar with those characters. It was a little bit. I knew the X-Men. I knew Apocalypse and stuff like that. But I wasn't intimately aware of all the interrelationships. I just kind of knew the general stories based on what I'd read. And then when I first flipped that open and saw how dark it was and how twisted and how all the roles had been changed and everything, I was fascinated with the concept of a parallel universe or parallel reality where that kind of outcome could have happened and i really got into it so that is still one of my favorite series no that is awesome because like i remember when that came out i was either a junior or a senior in high school and it was the first comic book one of the because like they had different series for the overall meta arc. And I remember taking an issue of the Astonishing X-Men to my art class in high school. One of the one of the first times I ever pulled out a comic book in school because newsflash kids, back in the 90s, it wasn't super cool to be in the comics. <laughs> and so I was like, so I was like, I really want to try and draw this cover. So I'm just going to have to do it. I'm just going to do it. And I pulled it out. And it was the first comic book that other people in my classroom were like, yeah, man, Age of Apocalypse. I'm reading that. That's It's actually really good. I was like, holy you had a, shit. You had a much different experience than I did with my comics. I've had my ass kicked and my comics ripped up. And I even had a teacher take my whole collection because I took him to school and said I'd get out <laughs> the end of the school year. And then she fucking gave him to the janitor or some shit. Now, that, that actually did happen to me. Not the assault part only you seem to get in <laughs> random fights but um when i was in, it wasn't random at all but when i was in um elementary school that happened to me because i took um a comic to class and i was caught and i was caught with it and it was taken from me and um and i wouldn't have got it back except i reminded her that she still had it in her cabinet she said, oh, yeah, but she had forgot she had even taken it. So I at least got mine back. So I guess my trauma was not as hardcore as your trauma. I knew where she put them. Cause, but then uh, at the end of the year, I, and then I went to my mom, and my mom was like, yeah, well, you shouldn't have taken them to school. I was like, what the fuck? <laughs> it was a stack. I mean, it was, a, it was, a fuck, it was like 100 comics because I didn't know what the dude liked, and my mom wouldn't let me have Punisher. So I was trying to trade for Punisher, and we were in the bathroom <laughs> trading comics, and they, they took our collections, and his was like a 10 – 10 comic collection and I had some really awesome X-Men comics in there man I had uh, X-Men 200 through like 230 or something like that I don't have all those comics now still damn it no I'm impressed I'm impressed it actually took a legitimate question for us to get lost in the weeds this time because normally we're just kind of going off on the tangent of our own now, we're, we're talking Infinity Gauntlet man I can stay on topic with Infinity Gauntlet, even though I didn't just now. But it was a Periscope, and, and, yeah, and they've, they've lo actually logged off since then. So, <laughs> so Infinity War. Um, I'm gonna go. Okay, on the, so I'm gonna stop the Periscope though. 
so I can put my earbuds in because we're a half hour in and this is going to be an editing nightmare already. <laughs> but you are still... I am still recording. I've been looking at it. All right. Okay, so I guess let's start from the beginning. Um, did y'all notice that when the, the banner came on for the first time, there was no music? It was all quiet. And then the only... And then the... The only thing you heard was the distress call from the Asgardians. Actually, when that started to happen, I began to feel my old man rage starting to rise because I started to be concerned that they had messed up the audio and that we were about to start watching the movie without audio. And so for about four and a half seconds there, it started to get a little grumble in my mind where I was like, I'm going to have to get the fuck up. I'm going to go complain to this manager that they are fucking with our movie. And then I heard way off in the distance a slight sound. And I was like, okay, okay, all right, be cool. Be cool. <laughs> That's awesome, man. <laughs> yeah, it's weird because it's like the older you get, the less, the less time you have for bullshit. So I can see you go, you know what? I paid my good money. I'm out with my lady. <laughs> no, yep. I want to see a good movie. Yeah. <laughs> it didn't occur to me because for the past week I've been listening to, uh, or more than that, I've been planning on making, putting the, the, the pages, the page sound. <clears throat> I'm putting that at the beginning of this podcast because of the Avengers thing and everything. So I've, I've been accustomed to hearing that. So it didn't even like the no sound, the no music. It didn't, didn't fade, didn't register at all. So as somebody who, has probably only encountered Thanos in my game or have we whatever have we I, encountered Thanos but, in your game? Well, I'm not sure if Ryan has. I know you have in character. Well, I know I have, yeah. But um, did the beginning of the movie where you saw how he rocked the Hulk and the Asgardians give you a sense of his power? <laughs> <laughs> it, it actually did. Um, and I'll be honest, his second in command uh, telekinetic Maul. guy. Mm -hmm. Yeah. Yeah, do not like him. <laughs> he he was actually the most reviled character that I met from the story uh, first before Thanos. Like I felt like Thanos was a little more well-rounded and it takes a while to really understand him and his motivations and come up with an opinion. But that smarming-ass TK <laughs> guy, you wanted to punch him in the face seconds after he opens his mouth so i thought they did a good job of giving you an idea of what kind of person thanos is if that these are his minions yeah. and these are the people that are speaking for him so that no matter what came after his afterwards when he started speaking and everything like that it had already created the sense well thanos obviously doesn't have the same values as most people because he's using people who are obviously malicious evil condescending um and so well he also trained gamora and nebula to be assassins and killers and stuff too yes but there's something more um <laughs> approachable disarming and... by a hot chick i get you man <laughs> i get what you're saying man I, i'm right there with you <laughs> thanks for putting words in my mouth <laughs> <laughs> so anyway, uh, but yes, uh, it was kind of interesting <laughs> to see him so thoroughly beat down the Hulk. 
to the point that he actually gives the Hulk a complex about right. getting beat. Right. That was hardcore. No. What, what do you mean, no? What the fuck do you mean, though? Get the... What? Yeah, that was that tripped me out. I, I couldn't help but laugh at that shit. Because if you think about it, in every movie, the Hulk has gone the distance. Like, with the Hulk Buster and Age of Ultron, with the first, in the first... Avengers when he fought Thor to a standstill in his own movie when he beat the Abomination and Thor Ragnarok where he fights Thor to a standstill <laughs> I mean so this is the first time somebody has this barefistedly beat down the Hulk in under five minutes. To, like, to be fair though, bail, Thanos was using the power of two Infinity Gems to do it. No he he only had one. He just had the power? Yeah. Okay. yeah. Well still that's pretty pretty badass. But yeah, it did give us a, a level of the scope of his power level, because he didn't even he didn't even pr- uh, break a sweat. The dude like tries to step in. He's like, no, just let him have his fun. Right. It was like a video game. Round one over. Perfect. That was round two and three. That was all it took. I, so following that opening scene, I was. I was unhappy to see Hondor. Himdale? Bit the dust. I'm sorry, am I saying it wrong? Himdale. No, yeah. Himdale. Sorry. Uh, obviously, <laughs> I haven't read his name, <laughs> so I'm going on my flawed memory. Um, but yeah, uh, to see him go down, because obviously, because of Ragnarok, uh, he's shown to be very capable, very loyal, very wise, oh, yeah. very strong. Yeah. And then the previous movies uh, before that. So he was a. Uh, entrenched character with us as the audience uh, I was more well, that and the fact upset that Idris about... Alba is an awesome actor and just in his own right you hate to see him leave yeah that's true uh, but I was more disappointed to see him go than Loki but that's also partly because of the fact that Loki's a semi-villain where no he's uh... a villain oh <laughs> <laughs> well, yeah but a villain you know. uh, no, what is it um relatable villain there we go yeah well i think i think you know it kind of goes back to what mark said like loki is so charming you kind of want to kind of forgive him for some of the stuff that he did even though he did horrible stuff like destroy part of new york and like kill a lot of people forgive him i just you know he's relatable i don't know you don't you don't forgive the the sin but but like um i was surprised that because I could see his end coming, like, oh, Loki, this is it for you. But I I thought they would do a callback to the first Avengers and have Corvus Clave kill Loki with the psych in the back, like Loki did Phil Coulson, Coulson in right. the first Avengers. And I thought that would be a good callback. But no, they had Thanos choke him out on screen until his eyes bulged out and his face turned purple. That was pretty and graphic, he man. dropped him. And what's funny is Loki is one of Marvel's most popular, is one of the MCU's most popular villains, and to have the new villain choke him out like he's nothing in the first <laughs> five minutes of the movie, and then drop him dead is like, yep, <laughs> so much for that. Yep, I felt Loki's death more than Hemdall's. I think Hemdall got a a mercy killing. <laughs> <laughs> It was just, it was awful. They they lingered on that, that shot of him being choked in the air like that. 
before he crushed his fucking neck or whatever it was. Just a couple of seconds too long for my taste. <laughs> I was like, oh God, this is awful. Oh man, Loki, I never liked you before. Damn, man, I hate to see you go like, oh. <laughs> Shit. Well, <laughs> fuck. That, that scene right there should have been a precursor warning to all the six to ten year olds right this movie's gonna be a dark one <laughs> wow yeah <laughs> right but yeah because like and what's funny is if you actually pay attention to what thanos is saying in his first spoken lines he's telling you how this movie is gonna go yep it sets the tone soon. for the whole movie <laughs> yeah it's like he was like so soon you would know what it feels like to lose to feel so desperately that you were right and fail all the same. Do do do. <laughs> like, yeah, that's exactly what happened. <laughs> Thank and see, then uh, the what's his name, Hemdall sent the Hulk back to Earth. Yep. And the Hulk took the Silver Surfer's place. In the comic book, it was Silver Surfer that busted through into the Sanctum Sanctorum through the staircase. So Thanos, he's coming. Wow, that was a great scene. It was with... still a great scene. Either both well, of them. Well, because like this movie was just so well paced because like that action and then the Hulk going down the Bifrost and then going into the Sanctorum and then like his only warning he's coming Thanos is coming the title do do da yep. da 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 I was like okay this is already awesome it's only been five minutes <laughs> and I have to admit I think Doctor Strange is probably my favorite character out of all of them and I, I might have there's said something the to like too. about I've everything never... I've never been experienced. Uh, ex- what? Ex- I've never been exposed to Cumberbatch really before, so I like him. I think I agree with you there. Yeah, I mean, well, he he really carries himself in a relatably arrogant manner, where yeah. you can sense that he's not trying to be an ass, but he knows that his job is to be an ass, so he's going to embrace it. Oh, uh, sorry, right? Go ahead. Yeah, I'm yeah, sorry. yeah. Can I can I have the limelight back that you know all me center on me? Thank you know you. you know what you know what I'm sorry I'm sorry I mean you are the guest star of this issue so we should probably put the light back on you you know give you some shine that's our bad you know we're bad hosts. you know what we are horrible hosts you know we've been trying for two years and I think you know you're right it's all going wrong ah Marsh hey man I've failures. been doing good the first fifteen twenty <laughs> minutes I periscoped and didn't say a word so. <laughs> Because I was flipping through issues of the Infinity Gauntlet showing everybody what the hell the... Oh, yeah. I should have posted it in the Periscope. Spoilers. Oh, well. <laughs> um, if, if I just mind interject. Go ahead. Um, guest of honor. <laughs> just so you know. That, I mean, I would think that would be... Because there's technically no other guest, which would pretty much mean I'm the number one. Okay. But that's okay. Don't, well, I'm, well, I, mean, I don't want to push part. it. You added the honor part. I was just wondering. You know, it's all good. I'm just fucking with you, man. Go ahead. <laughs> anyway, where was that? Oh, yeah. So, <laughs> when uh, Hulk hits the staircase and makes a crater and looks up and he says, Thanos is coming, the thought in my mind was immediately answered correctly when Doctor Strange looks down and says, who's Thanos? <laughs> and I was like, right. they wouldn't know, would they? <laughs> that makes perfect sense. Yep. And I love his cape. I love it when yeah, a, that's the cloak uh, of levitation. When a director and writer and they can create inanimate objects that have a personality and they don't, yep. you know, dumb it down or make it look cartoony in the 
in not not visually just like on a you know emotional level um i really think that that's a cool uh trick they can do it yeah you know what's funny is what's funny is that the cloak of levitation was actually one of my about five out loud gasp i made in the theater because with because with Thanos tore it i was like because <gasps> like it, it has so much personality it's kind of like hard to tease right and then it was like Rip. i was like oh no not the cloak of reputation <laughs> the vision america uh, fuck him yeah black yeah. panther who's the shit not the cloak right oh no uh but um well, y'all also looking forward to seeing how Stark would play off of Strange. Because I was like, I cannot wait to see these two characters who are both super arrogant. No, that was kind <laughs> of... Self-assured in the arrogance. That was kind of a uh, surprise because that never there was so much going on in that movie and so much I had built up in my head. Because, I mean, I miss Silver Surfer and Adam Warlock in this story so much. And I know it's not going to happen next next turn either, next movie. But I I wasn't even thinking about stuff that was really happening before I saw it. Does that make sense? Yeah, because like you went in there with a movie already in your head, and you had trouble seeing the movie that was already. I didn't playing really have trouble seeing it because I accept what I. I mean, I enjoyed it. Like I didn't go in. Like, I went in ex- expecting something, and I saw a different movie than I was thinking in my head. But the movie, it was just as good. It just wasn't what I was expecting. Does that? How about you, Rod? Because you went in there with no, like, with no prior expectations. It's up, you know. You figured it would be awesome. So yes, I actually was looking forward to watching the two of them interact because both of their characters are so uh, true to themselves that there was no any, you know, there wasn't any other way that their interactions was going to play out differently. Uh, Tony is an arrogant ass, but at the same time, he has a side to himself that he tries to hide where he actually cares deeper than he wants to admit. And Doctor Strange is a reluctant hero that has embraced, ironically enough, his role, even though you know deep down he doesn't really want to be doing all this, but he's not going to let that stop him from doing what he knows is right. So with those personality conflicts coming to play, I knew there would be some really good lines out of it. And when Doctor Strange called Tony Stark a douchebag, I I couldn't help but think that was perfect. That's exactly what the fuck you should have said. (laughs) And and what's funny is... so. You have those two characters you described, and then you have Spidey, who's like, I'm just happy to be here. <laughs> you know, I'm a superhero. <laughs> I'm a Mr. Stark. You know, there's like the strange, hey, I'm Spider-Man. He's just happy to be there. <laughs> so, I really I really like Spider-Man. This, yeah, everybody likes him. Yeah. He's my... I mean, I like him more now from these movies, this actor, more than I liked him when I have... Yeah. I, mean, yeah. I have 200 comics of Spider-Man. I... I like him more now than oh, I did yeah, then. I mean, he's... I mean, y'all know Spidey is one of my top favorite of all time characters, and I really think they finally found the right actor yep. for Spider-Man in these movies. Man, and you know... that does not mean I hate old Toby or um, Andrew. I thought they were good. I've been seeing lots of stuff to, Tom Holland, to, try, to yeah. try to keep this in my head because I'll forget shit. Uh, I've been watching YouTube videos of behind the scenes and stuff. And the actor, Tom Holland, in his writer, he has to constantly have juice boxes brought to him. 
and fucking uh what's his name uh, falcon i forget his name off the top of my head um he was papa doc and eminem anyway falcon that dude um th- he's they're constantly giving him shit off stage behind the because of his juice boxes and has to be carted around and golf carts and stuff like that and they're like yeah we're walking you know him and the winter soldier i don't remember none of their names uh falcon and the winter soldier anthony mackie that's his name i still don't know the other dude's name uh we were walking and then here comes tom driving by with a juice box on the back of a golf cart waving at us (laughs) (laughs) it's like oh fuck and i mean every 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 single interview anthony mackie Giving busting balls, but he's like, I don't like that dude. I don't like him. I don't like him. This and this and his his. And they always talk about the juice boxes. It's pretty funny. Y'all should look up YouTube. It's, I'll tell you my behind the scenes thing, and then I'll actually get back to the point I was trying to make before you kind of. It's related, to, man. Yeah. You know. But I'll. <laughs> but but oh, my behind the scenes thing is how Tom Holland is notorious for giving away spoilers about the movies he's mm-hmm. in and that his and that his other castmates are always having to save it from himself because whenever they're in an interview they're like all right tom careful now because <laughs> like and it's gotten so bad that uh, according to tom holland and this could just be part of the mythology or it could be true but tom holland has said yeah marvel won't even give me an event script like they'll give me the script when it's time to shoot, <laughs> but like I've been, I've been so bad with spoilers. They won't even let me have an event script out of fear that I'm gonna say something on a TV spot. So that's that was funny. That's pretty bad. Which gets back to the point I was making. I think Tom Holland is the perfect actor for Spider-Man. All right, we can move on. <laughs> I agree. Yeah, he definitely captures it, and uh, he's my girlfriend's favorite uh, version of Spider-Man and favorite general character probably of the whole series because some of his lines, one of the few lines that there was a couple in there, but one of the ones I remember that made me crack out loud in the uh, movie is later on when they're actually on the donut ship and the fighting is completed and... uh, Spider-Man goes up to uh, Doctor Strange and is like, "Hey, I'm Peter," oh, right. and he says, "I'm Doctor Strange." So, oh, wait, oh, we're using made-up names. I'm Spider-Man. Which is because like he's always out of his element. Like he just right. <laughs> never right. knows how to fit like, in. Like I said, he just happened to be there, man. <laughs> like, all right, I got these people. I'm Mr. Stark. Yeah, and um, I like the evolution of Tony as a hero. Like, he tried his best to send Peter home because he was like, look, kid, this is the real deal. He says, you know, head back to Queens, but Peter was still there. After he was there, he tried to watch his back and, like... This is above your pay grade, man. (laughs) (laughs) But, like, at the same time, if he had not been there, they wouldn't have beaten Ebony Maul because it was Peter's plan that beat him. Yeah. It was a good one too. Uh, I'll be remembering that one in the next game we play. I'm saying the, the, the whole movie it just makes me think about the freaking game. That's, I mean, a testament to the, you know, the game itself going on 20 years that we've been playing the same characters. But 
I mean, I, I can't not talk about any kind of Marvel stuff without going straight back to the Marvel game. <clears throat> uh, uh, well, thank y'all. You know, <clears throat> you know, Al, as I accept this award for best GM y'all have ever had, I would like to thank the people who supported me. Um, it, my players. Does it count that you're um, the only GM that I have? I said ever had. Oh, okay, there you go. <laughs> That's right. Fucker. All right, but... Uh, <laughs> But I like, I was really impressed with the pacing of the movie because with these many characters, they could have fallen into the trap of being weighed down or spotlighting one group over the other group. Mm -hmm. And they did it. Like, every group got their shine. They had their moment. Like They took the time to compartmentalize everybody's importance and fit them into the story, which is, I think, something that only comes when a movie production, uh, production company has a lot of faith in the writers and the directors and yeah. allows them the time necessary to set that up. Because there's a lot of really good movies that you can look back on and say, oh... Everything was good except for the pacing. And like I feel like the original Doctor Strange was kind of like that. Like everything about that movie was good, but I didn't quite get the same sense of time expansion that I wanted right, to right, feel because, like it right, grew. Because, right, cuz like you would have liked to see maybe like the leaves turn brown. Right. Okay, it's the fall. Yes. And the leaves turn green. Yep. Okay, it's this. Okay, so he's been trading for at right. least a year. Right. <laughs> and that like... would have, you know, and it would have probably only added another two minutes to the movie, but that two minutes could have been $400,000 worth of budget, you know? Right. So, right. yeah. The studio having enough faith to say, listen, we're going to let you, not only we're going to tell a dark story that's going to end not so good for the heroes, which is going to be a departure from our normal uh, formula. We're also going to let you do two and a half hours and break it down and, you know, obviously come with it. You know, it better be tight, but we're going to give you that chance. And they did. They came off exceptional. Like, you're right. Every little part there, uh, they paced it out. And that was something that I was, because as I was watching it, I knew we'd be doing the podcast. So I was trying to take some mental notes without being too caught up in it um, that I couldn't remember some things I wanted to mention and one of the things I really liked was how like you said the pacing was really good but as the movie starts to go on especially after the donut ship crashes into uh, Titan and yep. everything kind of starts to unfold as far as the heroes are trying to hunt down Thanos and they're trying to stop him and they're trying to interrupt his plans and stuff like that because they're you know they're on guard now and you know they know who their enemy is and his goal so they're making the moves towards it there was a lot that happened that every time the heroes in their different groups because you had the guardians of the galaxy group you had the um the thor and you know uh rocket group you know like uh, tony stark all them like everybody had their own little groups that they were all trying to do these multiple interceptions of thanos's plan and every time they would cut to a new scene with a new group to show what was happening they were they did a really good job of creating this immense effect 
that Thanos has been everywhere and that he has already done so many things and yeah. that no matter where <laughs> you go in the galaxy, Thanos's touch has already happened and that we're, you're yeah. always behind the eight ball and that not only are you behind the eight ball, you were way <laughs> behind the eight ball. <laughs> right. Like because... you're not even close. He's already moved on to like three more stages of his plan. I kind of like how he's, how his motivation in the, the movie opposed how they changed his motivation instead of worship and death and how he likes to wipe out the population on the pl- half of, I kind of like that a little better than the comics. Yeah. Because it, it, because it's, it's not as insane <laughs> because, Oh, speaking of that. All right. So I'm sorry, Rye. So in the book, the Thanos rising is a retelling of his origin that came out a year or two ago by the same guy who was doing Thor right now. Jason Aaron and so he starts the origin with Thanos as a boy on Titan and showed how he was an outsider and shunned because he was like a muted and how he grew up and whatnot. oh this is the, then, the hardback that I got oh dude yeah go ahead this is fucking crazy <laughs> yeah and so they so nuts. they show his they show his evolution and then towards the end like he's like he has his like his pirate crew he's the captain and he's like you know no he's already feared throughout the universe and he's i'm paraphrasing but there's one day where he's really upset like he's angry and his crew is all like oh shit he's you know he's he's in he's in the mood and and i guess his first mate or somebody asked him like um sir do you um what's wrong and this was like why don't you ask her what's wrong and why and how come she won't touch me and he points towards his cabin and so his first mate goes to his cabin and looks in the cabin and there's a corpse in his bed like a dead body and like he's like well tell him tell him why you won't touch me tell him why I can never please you and for the first time in his life Thanos can can actually see the look on his crew's face and then that's when Death tells him oh Thanos haven't you figured it out <laughs> your entire life all those times even since childhood where you've been talking to me only you can see me only you can hear right. me to everybody else you're just talking to yourself and 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 maybe I'm not even here. And that's why they call you mad. <laughs> and I was like, holy yeah. shit. <laughs> because it shows you growing up, he's got this one girl who's like his best friend that he talks to when she helps him out of situations. But you never think about the fact that she never really interacts with anything. You know what I'm saying? <laughs> you don't, you don't until it's just, it's pretty fucked up. Isn't that so the same, isn't that time- the same book where um, she says to, cause he's sired children lots and lots of them yep and she's like yep. to be with me you're creating life to prove that you want me above all else you have to yep. go and kill all of your children throughout the galaxy and universe yes and he goes and he fucking kills his kid well there's a couple that survive i guess thane and uh i guess in the movies these guys are called as children i mean i don't know but uh it was well, pretty fucking well, crazy dude yeah yeah <laughs> because one or two of them survived and he you know she was like nope sorry not quite, man. 
what? So, so Rod, imagine you're a member of his crew, and every now and then you see him drag a random corpse of a woman into his bedroom, and then and then they say in the comic books every now and then his crewmates would walk would walk past his cabin and hear him sobbing because death wouldn't touch him, and he's sobbing. <laughs> Next to a on his bed, next to a rotting corpse, <laughs> and, like, and, I, I, and I read that going, "Oh my God, this is dark," and that's why, and that's why he's the mad titan. Because to everybody else, he's just talking to himself, having an entire conversation to someone who ain't there. He murdered half the universe <laughs> for somebody who may only be in his head. <laughs> Anyway, so I, go ahead, Rod. Sorry. I think that's about the time when you secretly put your pirate resume on Indeed.com. <laughs> <laughs> that's right. <laughs> you can't say that I'm not a hardcore pirate. I'm with this dude right here. Can, can you take me on your phone, right? Please? <laughs> please, before he has a bad day and we all die, can it should be, come on? He pays well, but the, you know benefits aren't good enough, man. I'm sorry. I have no idea what you know, he's going to do to my corpse when I'm dead. Yeah. <laughs> you know, I feel the same way about hitchmen who survive working for the Joker. Hey, man, I survived <laughs> right. being part of the Joker right. crew. Oh, you're hardcore. Yeah, come work for me, man. <laughs> I'm not crazy. <laughs> All right. But, yeah, so the MCU Thanos has a much more less insane but still insane motivation <laughs> like somebody put on twitter i mean after he assembled the gauntlet could he have just made more planets or growing more food did he have to kill half the universe <laughs> i was like you're right because he's still insane but at least you can kind of track his logic he's not talking to himself to a rotting corpse <laughs> you know, so. right right he's <laughs> And they he's made... not terrifyingly insane, just villainously insane. <laughs> yeah, I know it's pretty terrifying to me. <laughs> well, but yeah, I get. No, I get what you're saying. I I was a little. I I wanted to. I mean, I did follow what he was saying, but I, I it was yeah, still I wanted awful. to follow his motivations a little bit more because I knew in my mind that even if he was correct, he kills half the beings in the universe and saves resources well unless he makes everybody sterile there's still going to be a yeah. point in time when the overpopulation is going to happen again so unless we're doing some kind of mass effect storyline which if you guys haven't seen it, i have that i have that so okay, i won't spoil, spoil it because one day i do want to play it right but the point being is that it's still going to be an issue and so is he just going to make it a point that every few million years he just wipes them all out or is he just just satisfied no, to reach such an a lofty uh goal that once he's done it once yeah i'm good i think when we all break it down he's insane <laughs> and he has justified his insanity trying to use logic just like all the other people who have committed genocide have on our own planet he's insane and and the perfect example of his madness is the fact that he can't see it 
no matter how many times Gamora, who he actually does care about, has said, you're insane. This is insane. <laughs> what are you doing? <laughs> he can't see it. He can't see it. He's convinced he is right. And that's the perfect kind of insanity. <laughs> when it's kind of like, nope, nope, common sense. Nope, nope, nope. <laughs> wait, 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 wait. People will still have babies. Nope, 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 nope. <laughs> I'm right. <laughs> I'm like, no. You're the mad titan. You're insane. <laughs> yes. <laughs> Was it a big surprise in the comic, or does he still do the same type of sacrifice where he ends no. up? He, okay. Well, in the comics, when the heroes face him, they all face him at once, and there's more of them. And Mephisto's in his ear and says, because Mephisto's like his right-hand man, his groveling flunky in the uh, comics. He uh, conv- whispers in his ear and convinces Thanos to impress Death. Just knock yourself. Only use two of the gems. Take the or three no, of the gems. No, no. Uh-uh. Take the reality no, off. And- no, no, Marsh. It's it's even more hardcore. He convinces Thanos only use the power gem. Don't use any of the rest. Only use the power gem and your own natural okay. power. It prints your woman. <laughs> and so like, he what? he does. He knocks it all down to the power. But then he. Really, I mean, he beats them all down. He no, because he does use reality gem because he turns uh, uh, Nova into cubes and Thanos into into crystal and smashes him and puts that cube around Cyclops's head and suffocates him. No, you're right. Cause yeah, he, I just I just looked said, at no, it while I was periscoping. Yeah, no, because like <clears throat> I I think he said like, listen, don't use any of your extra like, don't use the mind gel, don't use time. Like, don't rewind time. Don't read their minds. But it's more hardcore because he beats, he kills them all with his hands. He turns Wolverine's yeah, skeleton but, into a bo- uh, fl- uh, rubber. And, like, rubber. even more hardcore, right, is the heroes jump him in his, like, his, his, his temple. And then he sees the heroes coming, and he stops time. And all the heroes, all the plans <laughs> that are coming at him, he stops time. And he's like, all oh, these poor fools. And then when time stops, that's when Mephisto right. goes, no, 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 wait, no, wait. Restart time. Don't use your full power. Impress your woman. Right. Cause he's, walk- <laughs> he's walking around them and talking right in their faces and walks over here and touches Thor's hammer. And it's like, yeah, it's the first panel of the issue number four. It's uh, Fire Lord, Iron Man, uh, Thor, and Submariner. All four of them jump. And it says... Uh, I am Star Fox, Thanos' brother, um, four of Earth's most powerful heroes, and what does Thanos do? What does the Mad Titan do? Smile. And that's the whole first front battle. It's, then he's, it's, it's fucking awesome. Yeah. And we had to wait month but, to uh, month for this shit, man. Yeah, I mean... <sighs> it hurt me. Cause it's funny, because I'm seeing all these MCU fans going, we have to wait a year? And I'm like, you're so lucky. Because after... <laughs> Because I was like, after Empire Strikes Back, we had to wait three years. Yeah. <laughs> in defeat. Mm-hmm. I mean, with the with, with the comic book, we had to wait, like like Marsh said, a month. And Marsh, you probably have forgotten, that book was late every now and then. So every now and then, it took two months for it to come out. Uh, so no, I don't remember <laughs> like, that. Yeah. Because my, my comic store was like 50 miles off so i only really could make it there i don't know once every once in a while i was too wrapped up in that dumb shit that i was into when i was a kid that's right 
the other movie while I was young where somebody died that affected me as a kid was Optimus Prime and it pissed on Mr. Movie because I didn't see it coming. Fucking Rodimus, that little shit. Right, and for the longest... <laughs> and, all right, and here's, here's what's funny. Here's what's funny. This is a true story. So we watched that movie because I love Transformers. I watched the movie. I'm like Marshall. Fuck Hot Rod. Fuck Rodimus Prime. And my mom, being a good mom, is like, my son likes Transformers. So that Christmas, she buys me Rodimus Prime. And I'm like, I'm not going to play with him. <laughs> he, he killed Optimus. It was his fault. Optimus had Megatron. Dead to rights. Anyway, childhood. <laughs> oh my god. <laughs> okay, that'll be enough of that. <laughs> Alright, so we're not even halfway through the Yeah, movie. so I was I... thinking about it. Let's cut off here, because i got about 20 minutes before the kid gets here. Let's do like a part one and a part two. That'll work. Okay, cool. So, I thought the intro to the Guardians was pitch perfect. The <laughs> old soul comes on. Right. They're seeing it in the ship, like having a grand old time being like space pirates pretty much. <laughs> well, I, like, I find it so amusing that they're space pirates for like five minutes <laughs> before well, they end up Guardians being dragged into being heroes. Like, yeah. Yeah. <laughs> because every time they start trying to be pirates, they end up getting caught into something that's bigger and they can't actually ever do it. <laughs> and I'm, I'm sure y'all agree, or I know I do, but... Damn, that's where we were. <laughs> the Guardians. <laughs> it just occurred to me. The Guardians, yeah, that's, that's like saying, minute but, uh, six in the movie. Yes. <laughs> I know. <laughs> so that's, the point, that's the point I was making. I didn't, I didn't anyway. make the connection at the moment. Sorry, man. I get you now. But, um, but no, I thought... Because Marvel is the master of putting just enough comedy amongst the horror. And Thor and the Guardians are comedy gold. Oh, that was awesome. <laughs> well, Chris Chris Pratt really knows how to nail the, you know, between him playing um, Star-Lord and also uh, his experience on Parks and Recreation. Like, he's really yep. got a good handle on how to like be a character actor and when he started trying to imitate Thor's voice <laughs> I was loving it no, and my favorite part is with it's when they called about like Pill, Quill what are you doing <laughs> what do you mean what I'm doing you, you, you changed your voice no I didn't I always talk I mean my and entire like, he's a man like Peter he's a laughing. real man that's a man Drax was even like <laughs> no, he's, he's a like, man you're a what was it that he... No, you're a like, dude. He's right. a man. Yeah, so like, so like, who's this dude? No, you're the dude. This, this is a man. man. Right. <laughs> but, but, and then even Gamora, his his muscles feel like steel. <laughs> what was it that he was an, an angel mixed with what? Uh, an, and, an angel no, man and, or something like that? No, <laughs> I love this line, but Drax was like, He's like an angel has sex with a pirate. <laughs> angel a pirate. Yeah, that's what it was. <laughs> I mean, it's just, it's comedy go amongst the horror because, let's remember, they discover Thor amongst the bodies of his dead yeah, people. Yeah, he bounces off the windshield. <laughs> <Yeah. Thump. laughs> 
How was and he they quickly glossed that over. Yeah. <laughs> but Which, I think one of... Quick question. Yes. Does that mean, because I know Thanos' MO was to kill half of his enemies and leave the other half alive. But I got the impression he killed every single Asgardian. It seemed like <laughs> it. he just blew the ship up. If you survive, good job. If you don't, yeah, well, whatever. So As- Asgard is gone. There's yes, no more. I mean, that's, that's why that scene with Rocket is so touching. Because it's the first time where you actually see Thor absorb the fact that he's it. His people are gone. His friends are gone. His home is gone. And just when he thought maybe there's a future with these Asgardian survivors, and now they're gone. Even his brother, who you love, hated, is gone. And that's why he was crying. It's like, the fates have decreed I survive, and I survive and kill Thanos. <laughs> and I thought it was touching, because like, it's like, amongst all the jokes, there was that moment of Rocket going, I guess I gotta be the captain, and we're gonna have the heart-to-heart, and Thor was like, yeah, I mean, th- th- this is all I have left. I will make him pay for what he's done. <laughs> it was good. I thought it was great. And then he restarted yeah, a dead star. pretty sad, actually. I am, Although I yeah, did yeah. like the fact that we got to see a more mature version of Rocket than he was in Guardians of the Galaxy 2. So I'm hoping that they continue on. Like, I understand that he's a smartass and stuff like that, but he definitely kind of de- degraded it to a bit of a child in the second Guardians of the Galaxy and so I'm hoping that there was some permanent growth and that he seemed to demonstrate in Infinity War and that that you know some semblance of that continues with his character going forward he's one of the ones that survived right yes okay I think and right I think it was because I think that is the point of Guardians 2 when Yondo had his heart to heart come on Rocket I know what's wrong you're like yeah. me <clears throat> push them away before they can before they can throw you away and then I think that actually had an effect on Rocket which I was glad to see actually matter in a different movie besides Guardians right. oh Yondu's right. death wasn't in vain right so Ryan I know you're not on Twitter a whole lot but James Gunn who was the writer and the director of Guardians is, and he's been, and fans have been asking him questions, and he's been doing a Q and A, and a fan actually asked him, "What did Groot say when he was about to fade away to Rocket? When he was about to fade away?" And James Gunn actually had to answer because he said, "Whatever he." co-wrote the first Guardians and he wrote Guardians 2 and he said like whatever he does he always writes a script for Groot so that Ben Diesel knows what Groot is thinking when he says I am Groot right so, to, so every, we can capture the inflection right right and so he did help write the lines in this movie too and so what he said to Rocket was dad before he faded away so he considers Rocket his dad. Oh, wow. And I was like, right. I'm like, oh, God, that's so touching and bitter. <laughs> yeah. I like the I like the teenage group, the attitude, sitting back playing too. the Defender game. Yeah, whatever. Yeah. Let's do it. I'm walking around and this and this, whatever, fucking on the star. Yeah, whatever. Fucking Defenders. Like, I, 
Io Groot. Whoa, language. <laughs> language, yeah. <laughs> I am Groot. I love they made the joke. Wait, you speak Groot? Oh, yes, it was an elective on Xbox. <laughs> right. <laughs> like, of right. course. Why wouldn't it be? Why not, right? <laughs> but I, I like how all the other Guardians can now speak Groot. Because they all knew what he was saying. He was like, Io Groot. Whoa, whoa, whoa. Young man. <laughs> That's funny. <clears throat> so, so um, we go from the Guardians. I don't I, I don't remember. I remember the scenes, but I can't remember them in order anymore. Oh, I think I think we go from the Guardians to, I think, that awesome interest by Captain America and his Avengers, oh. which had my entire theater cheering because <laughs> it was an awesome hero entrance the train the vision and then yeah and then two, oh, yeah there was cap and then boom the falcon then boom the black widow and they took care of business in like five minutes <laughs> well i felt like those battle scenes really did a good job of showing just how skilled and dangerous they, thanos's minions were thanos yeah or uh the two minions his two kids fought iron man and dr strange before Doc. uh Captain America came in, didn't it? Yeah, back when. Well, no, no, no it was. No. We um, saw Cap before. He was like, "I don't get along with him anymore." You make the call. Yeah, but okay. that's but that was Ebony Maul and um the giant guy. They fought film, and okay. then and they Captain America and his crew saved Wanda and the Vision from. That's what it was. From okay. a bit See, yeah, I'm, I'm getting mi- mixed up in my head again. Yep. Go ahead. Sorry. Oh, but. Oh, sorry, but right quick, in the comic books, Ebony Maul is even scarier. Because in the comic books, he doesn't have those powers. His powers in the comics is he can talk to you and make you do anything he wants. And to show you the scope of his power, Ebony Maul walked into the Sanctum Sanctorum, walked up to Doctor Strange, and Doctor Strange said, "You must be a fool," and started to break bad. And then, a page later, Ebony Maul has defeated Doctor Strange in his Sanctum Sanctorum just by talking to him. That's his power. And then Damn. he, and then he, <laughs> and then he has them under his power so much he makes him summon a hell demon against his will just by whispering in his ear. And I was like, "What am I reading?" <laughs> So, even scarier in the comics. <laughs> I wonder why they changed his power source. Cause it's hard, just, it might be because they, to... they just did it in Jessica Jones with Kilgrave. Well, I think it's more. It's hard to show that as being. It's hard to be widescreen with that. Seeing him hurl a car at him is a bit more dramatic. Yeah. Cinematic. Dramatic. Yeah. 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 No, I can see that. I mean, they still. Sh- made it a point that he was very powerful in fact the one scene that made me realize how dangerous he was was when I think it was Iron Man hurls the cab at Ebony Maw in that battle with him Doctor yeah. Strange and he doesn't even move but then it just splits in half yep, right. and it made me realize hmm he just made a molecular thin blade out of telekinetic energy. Right. I know from playing the game that's pretty damn powerful. Right. <laughs> right. Right. Yeah, I was actually thinking the same thing. Like that must be two D twelves. <laughs> oh man. 
Which reminds me, later at some point, when we eventually get to the whole thing with Thanos and the battle on Titan with uh, Doctor Strange and... Uh, oh, uh, yeah, yeah, and all them. I wanted to ask if there was some type of... Uh, did Doctor Strange have some kind of um, advantage because he was using magic as opposed to anything else? And I was wondering if there was any like weakness or interconnection between the magic power source against Infinity Gauntlets, or if the Infinity Gauntlets were just so encompassing of everything that it doesn't really matter. The Infinity Gauntlet is always the trump card, no matter what you use. You okay. have more of it just because he's that powerful, but in the end, he's, he doesn't have... A, Infinity Stone. <laughs> Fair enough. But, it's the old co- but, um, cosmic versus magic thing. But um, did y'all know what was going on when Gamora quote unquote killed Thanos in nowhere? Because I was like, what is happening here? Yeah, I didn't realize then, he was using the gem. I, I didn't. I didn't know because I didn't realize the real effect of the Infinity Stone. But I knew that something, there was going to be some kind of twist because it was way too early in the movie for Thanos to be defeated. <laughs> right. <laughs> which right. Is a like, bit of a cop out. But. Right. Yeah, that was my only clue of like, okay, so he's not dead. So what's happening here? There's like, huh, you do still care. That warms this old man's heart. And then you see, but I already have the reality stone. <laughs> oh my god! That entire thing was fake. He's already destroyed nowhere. Killed the collector. <laughs> Took the stone for himself. Mm. Yep. <laughs> I like yeah. how they, they did in that scene, they uh, kind of did a callback to the movies where Thanos took out two of the people. Because in the comics, he made Nebula into ribbons. And he turned yep. uh, Nova into those bricks, and he, yep. he reversed it with Mantis and Drax. Drax turned into the yeah. bricks and fell on the floor. I like that. That was pretty cool. I was like, "Holy yeah, fuck! They're all... dead already!" I'm like, oh. "I saw the bricks." Right, I was like, well... "Oh shit!" That was one of the two yeah, two well, moments I where I actually gasped myself. No, I did too. That was one <gasps> of my five. I was like, oh, "They did it!" He <laughs> can't be stopped. Uh, I will say this: uh, another behind the scenes thing apparently in the script star lord was not going to shoot gamora like he tried to and he couldn't do it and it was um chris pratt and and zoe that was like no no he would do it he swore on his mother he would do it and they were so hardcore about it that they said okay well we'll rewrite it let's see how it looks if he does it and they were like yeah you're right he would do it all right cool save that take let's go yeah that's awesome i got a bubble yep. i got a bubble gun up here for my my five-year-old <laughs> <laughs> what's funny is like currently on twitter the current meme is like avengers war spoilers without context and somebody would post a picture of bubbles or somebody or somebody would post a picture of like dust on on ground (laughs) okay which reminds me my girlfriend pointed it out to me that apparently you can find marvel's new action figures for the avengers and it's just a box filled with colored dust i saw that i saw that that's funny yeah i saw that that's that's funny, man. The one I saw the same thing, except for they were in bags. It was like a, a line of bags, different colored bags <laughs> and dust. 
Yeah. Um, and what's funny is like um, people have started to do the the uh, the effect you see when they start to fade away and they start they start to fly apart. People have used that effect on pictures as a meme. So we're like currently LeBron James destroyed the Raptors, right? Like he swept them, like he humbled them. So now every now and then folks will post a picture of the Raptors team and they start to fade away and they'll put LeBron, I don't feel so good as they, as they slowly fade away. Jeez. So, yeah. So okay. it, it, how much has it raised? It raised almost two billion and then in China it raised seventy two, seventy three million. Uh, currently at the opening day out of only one movie chain in China, only one, it made seventy six million dollars. Wow. So this could be the first movie to break the two billion threshold of a movie. If that's true, Disney can just print their own money. Yeah, there's only <laughs> been what three others. One, uh, two of them were James Cameron. Am, uh, 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 what was it? Um, Avatar. Avatar. Yeah, I was saying Amaron. I don't know. Avatar, Titanic, and then the third one was. Uh, fuck, I, I keep forgetting this one. But then the the next one's gonna be. Uh, Avengers. I think the reason why Cameron's bitching so much about the superhero movies and stuff is because he realizes that they're, he's fixing to start losing his game. Yeah, his time, <laughs> yeah, man. And the thing is, people used to complain about his sci-fi movies like that. Yeah, that's what I don't understand why. Well, he also bitched about sequels and stuff, and he's fixing. He's in the process or almost done doing two or three more Avatar movies. That's what tripped me out. So this like, guy, what the fuck? Why like, are you being such a bitch, man? I mean, you're awesome. You're I great. Read, we love your movies, but what the right, fuck's wrong with I you? I actually, I read that interview, and I'm like, oh, all these sequels. I'm like, motherfucker, you're making Avatar four, five, and six. You've already said you are. <laughs> What do you think that is? That's a sequential number in a sequence. It's a sequel. Oh, anyway. Sorry. No, I mean, yeah, you're right. That kind of, that bugged me too. Sounds like sour grapes was all I was trying to say. I should have just shortened yeah. it and said it that way. But no, um, so yeah, I mean, that was opening day in China and it's already a hit. So if they, if it keeps making that kind of money, yeah, man. I mean, think about what they've had on their, on their plate for 2018, they have Black Panther in February. Boom, a billion dollars. Oh right, that they was have, the same. Ooh. Yeah, they have Avengers: Infinity War this summer. Boom, almost two billion dollars. They have Solo coming out this month. That's gonna make at least a billion, maybe 800 million. Boom. They have Ant-Man and the Wasp coming out this year. <laughs> I mean, they have. They're about to come out with the Incredibles two, one of their one yeah. of their most popular animated movies. They are about to be printing their own money. Well, they already <laughs> are, really. But yeah, absolutely. What about um, which is not Disney? Are you going to go see Deadpool two? Oh hell yeah! I, I, I actually, because I never saw Deadpool one until I saw it with you, Marsh, and I was actually impressed. Yeah, so I liked I it. I was pretty impressed myself. They showed the preview to it uh, before this movie, yeah. and I laughed out loud like I no, I did. Laugh. It was I, so I, funny. That was because every now and then, Deadpool humor 
doesn't land with me, but there was one point where he's trying to fight Cable in jail, and Cable's like, I'm gonna rip off your throat or something. He's like, oh god, you're so dark and gritty. Are, are you sure? Get that from DC? I laughed out loud. I was like, ah, oh my god! <laughs> Why do you think I was so excited to, to see his name mentioned in the damn Marvel game? I'm like, can, is there any reason in character I should be excited? Can I be excited about that? No? Oh, fuck. I don't know. Okay. <laughs> Deadpool. His but, gun store. Well, I, I can't. What? Yeah, okay. Whatever. But no, that, I was like, cause I was like, that is funny. And the fact that he was Green Lantern in DC too, this <laughs> makes it even funnier, man. So. Well, in the first DC movie at the very beginning, when there was that, or the first Deadpool movie at the very beginning was like a slow motion introduction where the music was playing and it was all the guys flying he was in a car and did something to the people and the car was spinning and the guys were coming out and there was a, a green lantern comic half burned that went by the... yeah <laughs> yeah ryan riddles it was, it actually was, really yeah. gets that character yeah he, he tried for never mind that's not infinity war i apologize yep i'll get um well um right how about you so um, um i i know we've kind of covered the guardians but did we miss something that, that you liked in that part or uh no i mean i i really like the guardians of the galaxy uh team i think they've done a really good job of creating their persona and i like that they managed to do such a good job of bringing in such a uh disparaging uh cast of individuals into one movie uh, because you've got Doctor Strange with his own you know his own story Tony Stark with his own setting you've, uh, you've got the darkness of the post-Civil War story of Captain America right. and his team you got the Guardian of the Galaxy who's they're all but comic relief for everything uh, although I <laughs> there was one scene that was another one that made me laughs a lot and once again goes back to Drax where <laughs> where Quill and Grimoire are having their intimate talk one on one and then oh they God, suddenly right. pan over and Drax is just standing there and he's like how long have you been standing there an hour and he's like what <laughs> he's like yes I've mastered <laughs> you're, you're eating a nugget nut Yes, but my moves are so slow, they're imperceivable. <laughs> and then Mantis walks in, Hey, Drax! He's, right? Fuck it. I got it. <laughs> Damn it. <laughs> right, I mean, perfect comedic timing. Because they had that really intense moment with mm -hmm. Quill and Gamora. And then you think, next scene, more intensity. Nope, straight coming, and it's perfect. It's like a release valve. <laughs> yeah. No, they've they've nailed the formula for sure. So yeah, no, I feel it was really a excellent ability to intermingle so many, you know, uh, groups once again that um, like are not not very similar. <laughs> no, right. Which and and they even and they even threw in the typical hero fights hero fight until they team up right 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 the guardians and and tony and strange and peter all fight and they're like wait minnesota you're from earth yeah I'm from earth we're from earth why are we fighting <laughs> minnesota is on earth you idiot right <laughs> I like oh and another line 
from Drax when they're like, who is Gamora? I'll do you one better. Where is Gamora? And then Drax is like, I'll do you one better. Why is Gamora? <laughs> <laughs> I would, I'd love oh, to see man. Drax's stat sheets because you know his intelligence is the lowest one on the whole list. Uh, yes and no. He, he's really intelligent when it comes to battle and stuff like that. But uh, other than that... I'm not so sure about that. He's twice no, he's, charged he's, he's a into in the, people. In the, in the movie, he's... Okay. In, in the so, comic, he's way more powerful, too. So, is it me, or did the actor that played Drax get even more cut for this movie? Oh, Dave Batista? Probably. Yeah. He doesn't have to worry about the WWE's wellness profile guidelines anymore. He can... Do, take whatever he oh, wants to go. no i'm not here saying that he's taking juice i'm saying there's lots of uh normal stuff herbal stuff that people are taking that's legal so i mean it just wouldn't pass the wwe thing because of the whole whatever it's it's a long story i don't want to get into all that we're doing infinity War. that's fair but yeah he probably did i didn't really notice i've seen him the green takes away from all the definition and stuff so it's kind of hard for me to judge because I've seen him in the ring and he was a big ass monster back in the day I didn't I notice see. any difference but okay. that's just me Bob wasn't particularly looking <laughs> yeah that's kind of the short answer of what I said that's, yeah that's what I should have said I didn't pay attention my bad I don't know <laughs> I can tell you that Quill did put on a little bit of weight now whether or not that was real weight yeah. or that was just part of that joke I don't know but they definitely pushed it for tracks once again <laughs> tapping his belly tapping his chin <laughs> and, and, then, and then Rocket come on Quill you're you're what's sandwich away from being fat <laughs> and you know what what's funny is that is probably his favorite role because I think Marvel could have called Chris Pratt and said, "Hey man, for the first time, don't work out. You know, just just be whatever. <laughs> just let yourself go a little bit." <laughs> but which is funny because in the Jurassic Park movies, he's still Chris cutting, Pr- right? Chris, Chris <laughs> is cutting those. So, so he's kind of like, "All right, slim down, gain weight. Slim down, gain weight. I'll put my body through hell. It's right. all for you. It's all for you. Are you not entertained?" <laughs> There's a couple actors that are really good at that. Christian Bale is freaking really good at oh, that, yeah. from what I've yeah, understood. He's, uh, he's, he's notorious for it. Yeah. yeah. I mean, there, there's... And the guy who and the guy who played uh, Abraham Lincoln, Day Lewis, Daniel Day Lewis, he's good about that too. Hmm. No, but with Chris Pratt, there's no telling if he did it on purpose because I'm. In Parks and Rec, he was a bigger guy. He lost a lot of weight and worked out for the Guardians movie. Oh, yeah. James Gunn said, I yeah, like him so much, I didn't give a shit. I'd have CG'd a, a six-pack on him if he couldn't got it himself. He did it, though, <laughs> so good job on him. I was like, all right. <laughs> you know how good he, he must have felt when he had that first, one second, when he had that first shirtless scene in the Guardians? Because, <laughs> like, even I was like, holy shit. <laughs> He really got cut for this yeah. movie. <laughs> but I also read this article in Men's Health, sorry. And it was like how all these how all how all these male actors are really starting to feel the strain because so many movies are like, Listen, man, you need to have the six pack. You're a superhero. You're Captain America. You're Wolverine. You gotta get cut. <laughs> 
Yeah, Hugh Jackman was like, dude, I can't put my I can't put my body through this anymore. I can't do it. This is my <laughs> right. this is my swan song, guys. I hope you enjoy it. <laughs> right. <laughs> Cause like, you know, he was saying like um you know, I wanna leave while like um I'm on top or whatever. But honestly I think it's like listen, I can't I can't go through boot camp anymore, man. <laughs> like I'm in my fifties. I just can't I just can't do it. <laughs> Is he in his fifties already? Yeah. Wow. All right, guys. Uh, we're going so where to... did mental note? Where did we leave off? Right after the Guardians uh, we... met Thor. Pretty much. Yeah. 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 Okay. Yeah. With them, with them at nowhere, and then right, right. Him taking Gamora. Right. So, um, all right, guys. We are going to wrap it up here. Uh, much like the actual Infinity War movie, this has to be a two-parter because life is getting in the way, and if we've been <laughs> we've been on the pod for almost an hour and 40 minutes so anyway um i would like to thank our guest star the mystic mojo ryan for once again being a guest star and hope to have him back for part two so ryan are you down for part two whatever you couldn't stop me just like you can't stop thanos i'm there <laughs> you know and i have to do say thanos man the thanos rising book that you were talking about that we were talking about it totally yeah. changed my whole perception on Thanos. Me too. Me <laughs> like too. he was the he was kind of like an antihero before. Now it's just like, wh- why did you write this? You fucked me up, man. I, I like Thanos <laughs> a whole lot, man. You know. Um. So. Yeah. Go ahead. Actually, right. Um. I know you don't tend to read comics, but if you go to one of your game stores or comic shops and you happen to find that that trade, it's softback or hardback you won't waste your money if you buy it. Like, it will give you new insight into Thanos. I'll, and I'll the tell you art, what. I will, the art is if you, fantastic. If you promise to send it back, I will send you the, the book. It's a hardback, I believe. Good. I like that. That way I don't have to waste my money at all. Well, except for the shipping, whatever, the 2 or $3 to, to ship it. But Fair enough. Not I don't let people borrow definitely... stuff, man, so... Oh, I know. Actually, that is the one thing I do know about Marshall is... Well, I've, I've lightened up a little bit over the you. years, but I'm just trying to be, you know, I'm trying to work it out. No, I, well, I think luckily 20 years of maturity between the three of us has actually probably helped us <laughs> have better life habits. But yes, if you'll send it, I will definitely read it and send it's it It's hardcore, back. dude. It, it really is. It sounds messed up. I forgot the, I forgot what, the writer, but he's, he's, he's good. He fucked with my head a lot. So I first read it right after Natalie came around. So whenever he had to go around and kill all of his kids and stuff, I was like, man, that's fucked up, dude. I can't handle it. That ain't right. Okay, sorry. So everyone can find us on Twitter at AlwaysBetOnGeek, Instagram, Facebook, YouTube. Uh, we're AlwaysBetOnGeek at gmail.com, thenewpodworldorder.com. That's our home. That's the hub. For all the awesomest podcasts, next to Tell Them Steve Day. Listen to us all. We're all awesome. Again, thanks to Mr. Ryan here. Can't wait for part two or three. Hopefully not a four. (laughs) But who cares if there is? (laughs) Um, What else? Am I missing something else? I usually miss something. Thanks for having me. look forward to picking up the story and exploring more of the marvel universe in part two three oh, or and four if you wa- actually want to see the awful horror on the periscope if you ha- you have twitter already just download the periscope you can make a little th- real quick and you can see my just go to squishy not Inc. and you can see the the awful 
I love this shameless plug there. Right. Well, I don't have any followers on Twitter or Periscope hardly, so if you follow me on Twitter, you can find me on Periscope. Usually it's just me and cool. my kid. I'll be happy to check it out. This time it was spoilers on Infinity Gauntlet that I didn't tell anybody about. You're welcome, people. <laughs> <laughs> we won a professional time Oh, I didn't say here. nothing about professional. <laughs> Pat, are you there? So the reason why I've been so quiet is because this motherfucker would never let me borrow anything. I mean anything. I've been running. I've been running his favorite hey man, role playing you know game for that, two decades, hey. for twenty years, and I asked him. I asked him, "Hey, Marsh, let me take the books of magic home so I could look it up and like convert the reason whatnot." He wouldn't let it's me do it. Was... He wouldn't let me no, do hey it man, and have, like hey. i'm saying this cat doesn't this cat doesn't even read comic Look. books and he said you know what i will ship this book to <clears throat> texas for you we live in the same state only two and a half hours away and when i asked this man to borrow the books of magic he looked me in the eye and said sorry man you know i don't do that this cat <laughs> lives in austin Ooh. texas and he is going to ship him a comic book that i know he loves of his favorite Dude. character but he wouldn't let me no you man held, you, no, held, man. you held what? all my Marvel books for like five years what are you talking about because we almost lived in the same apartment for the majority of those true. years or we lived in the same, the same city. city sure yeah I think I was your storage place because you had no other sure place I did. to put those books I could have put them in my mom's attic easy with all the rest of my shit I just think you're, I just think you're freaking out a little too hard over the stupid fans books of magic, man. Fans and, fans and friends, don't believe it. This is this is not the only time. Okay, man. well, only time. never mind. I will not Let ship the back. book to Ryan then. Sorry, bro. I, <laughs> I, was, I apologize. I was actually thought on me, I have to listen. I have to sit here through this awkward <laughs> encounter he lost, between he lost parents. Me, man. Well, I'm just I'm sitting sorry. here like a little kid waiting actually... to get my gift, and then my gift gets denied. This is messed up, man. man. He flipped out, actually... man. I'm sorry. I couldn't even talk. He wouldn't even I let me actually... talk. I was actually trying to see if I could take it up to the moment and see if I could make you be first course and not show that You did. Right. Are you happy now? Are you happy? You got a sad mystic mojo. <laughs> oh, my God. Oh, God. You are more than welcome to ship in that book because we all love Thanos. And I hope I hope I get the Oscar for best podcast performance right there, because I because I waited and I waited to prime the pump and just to see if they would even notice I had, I had stopped talking, which they hadn't until like it got awkward. And then I knew I could make my move. So, hope it all paid off. I will accept my Oscar nomination soon. Which one for best GM or for best? Uh supporting actor or whatever you were talking about just now we left off with Oscar so we're going to cut that part but yes I will accept the nomination for best GM and best podcast performance of a freak out thank you <laughs> I worked hard for these I worked hard at the prime the pump for both at the prime the pump and run for two decades at the prime the pump and actually be solid and wait okay and so wait. Rem- remember like, how like drags remember like dra- I was I was so quiet <laughs> Y'all thought I was invisible, and then I put the chip in my mouth, and y'all saw me. 
Thank you, guys. Thank you. Just, so, just oh, remember how many been, decades oh. I've I've been saving my uh, Kingdom of Heaven rant for you. <laughs> when that day comes, don't don't uh, don't be wondering now. <laughs> you know, you know, um, Ryan, 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 are you there, Ryan? Ryan, are you there? Yeah. Oh, oh yeah. <laughs> um, have you have you ever heard of this movie called Kingdom of Heaven? That sounds familiar. Yeah, um, it, I don't think I've seen it yeah, though. It has Orlando. Um, it has Orlando, Orlando Bloom, Bloom in it. A couple and, other people are in it. And, and it was and it was right after Lord of the Rings, and I actually hear it's a really good. It's movie an okay movie. At all. It's not nearly up to the and hype I, that I, I've put it up to after two decades. <laughs> but um, and I keep hearing, um, I keep forgetting who's trying to tell me, but I keep hearing it's a good movie. So um, um, if I um, if I found it, like I think I have. Yeah, a copy. I gave you I a copy. Remember? <laughs> and you know, I don't. I don't remember where this I, I don't remember where I got it from, but I think I have a copy. So the next time we hang out, if you want to watch it, I mean, I oh, hear it's fucking good. Shut yeah. up, man! <laughs> You're not gonna watch this movie. Yeah, he told me at one point because I, I said, "Man, this is a pretty good movie." He's like, "Yeah, I'll watch it. I'll give you a disc." Okay, cool. I'll watch it. Months later, no, I ain't watched it yet. Months later, no, a couple years gone by, and now he's like, "I'm not gonna watch it out of spite, dude. It's just not gonna fucking happen." No, I did not say spite. Well, you said something said, that was like oh, was that. It? You didn't word it that way. No, I didn't. No, no. Uh, I said I can't watch it now. The laughs are too funny. The bits too uh, funny. Let me to watch it now. It's like I actually said it's like Jimmy Kimball and Matt Damon. <laughs> like the bits too funny. You have to keep oh, it going. Man. I do it all for y'all, man. It's for the content. It's for the content. I, I've only been you. podcasting for two and a half years. This is a two decade long thing. What the <laughs> fuck are you talking about? <laughs> well, guys, as Jesus as Christ. we as we wrap up this episode of Always Metal Geek, I would like to point out that speaking of content, I actually have new content for the Always Metal Geek YouTube channel. I got done with the edit at two o'clock last night. And I will upload it to our, our YouTube uh, this Monday. So look forward to it. It's it's uh it's only me. It's not Marsh because I went to a tech expo here in Jackson, and it's called Always Bet on Tech. And I'm proud of it. I actually had to teach myself how to edit in iMovie. So let me know what you think. I'll check it out. Oh, were you talking to anyone else? <laughs> you, well, wow, well done, Ron. Well, you know what, guys? You know what? My time has come. I must pass my Oscar for best podcast <laughs> performance to my boy, Ron. He laid in wait. He saw me pour out my heart and my emotions about how proud I was of this edit and filming. And D, he, he got me right there. Well, well done, Ron. Here's the Oscar. No problem. I, I can't, can't take the credit alone. But um, I will. Yeah. <laughs> All right, guys. Punches we, are we the worst, go. aren't they? We can... <laughs> yeah, they are. <laughs> but that's no. a story for another time. Because <laughs> we could keep going for hours because we tend to in, in real life. So, like Mark said, um, he can find us all around the internet on YouTube, um, on Twitter, on Instagram, in Gmail. Um, as always, check out some of my favorite podcasts, The Voice of Free Planet X. If you're into politics, Pod Save America, uh, 
Coup and the Gang is always still funny. Um, I really got it into this other podcast, Culture Kings, thanks to my friend Maggie. That's a hilarious podcast. You should check it out. Um, oh, uh, MTR Network. They're doing good things in the Blurred community. And, like, they're awesome. Oh, and Three Black Geeks, because if I don't mention them, I can already hear Marshall laying in wait, hoping he could get the Oscar for, for Ryan. So. I, I zoned out. And, You're doing um, these podcasts again. Amazing. <laughs> <laughs> you missed a couple, aren't you? <laughs> oh, which ones am I missing, Mark? I don't, I don't know. I really I wasn't listening, man. I zoned out. No, uh, all right, yeah. All right, well. You said three black geeks, and I kind of snapped too. That's where I came back. <laughs> Free Planet X, and then some stuff in the middle, and then the three black. Sorry. Have you well, tried to follow three black geeks on Twitter yet? Have you tried to talk to them and say, hey, I'm your biggest fan. I love you guys. I talk, to you, talk about you on every podcast for three years now. <laughs> Excuse me. Two years. I, I said three. Well, I'm going to find this, them. I'm going to find them. Well, this has been fun. <laughs> uh, All right, guys. Yeah, I'm crying. We're going we're gonna to wrap it up. Uh, this has been your friendly neighborhood co-host, Pat, down here in the capital city of the Magnolia State, over there in the Lone Star State of Texas. It's me, Mystic Mojo. <laughs> Thanks for having See me, See you next guys. time, man. And, of course, up north in the Magnolia State is the other part of the Always Metal Geek. The one that they call Squishy Nos Inc. <laughs> That's me. Or Always Bet on Geek. Google it. Always Bet on Geek. You'll find us. Everything about us. Stay off the dark web, people. <laughs> all right guys all right all right and with that last note from mr if lewis himself public service announcement psa the more you know and with that we are out everybody have a good one and we'll see you for part two peace awesome and that's it always bet on geek new, 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 new pod world